Good morning, Rishas Rabbi Kron. So we are on Peches uh, Amid Beis at the two dots, approximately six or seven lines from the bottom, where it says Sricha Get Mizah Mizah. So this goes back to the Mishnah, where the Mishnah was talking about if um, a single witness comes and tells a woman that her husband had um, passed away, and based upon that she remarried, and then it finally. It, Turns out that the first husband reappears. Um, so we say there, Srika get Mizat, Umizat, you know, get from both the first husband and the second husband. So the Gemara asks, Bishlamar Marishanti Bayaget, it makes sense that she needs to get from the first husband because she was always married to this first husband and now she went and had a relationship with the second husband and she's not allowed to stay with the first husband anymore. Ella Mishani Amai, from the second husband, why does she need to get? It was never really a marriage. As long as she was really still married to the first husband, it really wasn't a marriage. No spa'amahu. It's really just a um, illicit relationship. So I'm Ravuna. There's a gazera that people might think that um, what what really happened here is that the first husband divorced her, and the second husband married her for real. And therefore, she just is leaving the marriage without having a get. People would think that from this second marriage, and she left without actually having a get. So they won't know the whole background, and they'll misinterpret the situation. So Gemara asks on this, Ihachi, Seifa Diktani, later in a Mishnah, it says, Seifa of our, it says, applies to the Seifa of our Mishnah, but it's really the Mishnah on, we're going to get to in about four daf. Um, it says, If a single witness told her that your husband had died, and then she did Erison, um, she didn't do Nisuin, she only did Erison. So, um, so therefore, she, well, let's call that the word betrothed as opposed to the word married, and she did that. And after that, her first husband comes back. She's allowed to go back to that first husband. Um, because she never really had, she never really completed the act of marriage. There too, we might, people will say, people might think that what happened was is that the first husband divorced her, and then she got married to the second husband, and therefore, that will think that um, we're on the bottom of Pechas Amid Beis. Um, you'll think, and this is just like in the first case, you'll think just so too here, that the woman is leaving the second marriage without actually having a get. So the Gemara answers, no, Olam by get. Really, she does need a get from the second husband. It's just not spelled out. Um, so Gemara questions this. Ihachi, if so. Um, that people will think, here's what happened. So um, she, you know, so there's a rule that if a um, of a man is married to a woman and he divorces her, and then he can bring her back as long as she doesn't marry somebody else. But once she marries someone else, there she's, he's not allowed to remarry her. So they're going to think, People will think that he's taking back his divorced wife after she had done Arison with this other wife. Um, so Gemara answers, what follows the opinion of Rosi Kippar, who says that about someone who takes back his wife from being after he's divorced, Mina Nisuin, if she was Nisuin, if she was fully married, Asura, he's not allowed to bring her back. However, Mina Erisin, if all she did was Erisin Muteris, he's allowed to bring her back. 
So even if people will think that he's bringing her back, they'll still they'll they'll know, it's not really a problem because all he did all he really did was something legal, where he remarried someone who only had gone through Averson. So Hab the Katani Safe Alphabet, since the the later part of this mission teaches that even if turning to pay testament Aleph, Shanusla Akron get that we say we said no, but it's true that the second part the second husband the second husband who was only um, married through Arison, he actually gave her a get. Doesn't he therefore invalidate her from marrying a Cohen? Because we know this, that a woman who has a get, a Cohen's not allowed to marry a, a divorcee. Uh, meaning that, the, so if he's, she's, she's allowed to marry a Cohen, or re, allowed to remarry, you know, so if we're saying she's not disqualified for marrying a Cohen because she didn't get divorced, um, then maybe we're saying that she didn't really actually have a divorce. We called a little buy again. Maybe she doesn't really, really need a get. The buy a get that if she actually needed a get, um, a Milo possible in a Kahuna, wouldn't she also be possible from the Kahuna? So. Aren't they really saying she doesn't really need to get because she wasn't really married? She wasn't really married, so right? That's why she doesn't really need to get. She doesn't really need to get. So, right, right. So that's so. He, so the additional answer we said was no. She actually needs to get right. So right, the, that was what the answer was to the original thing. It's like, oh, and buy again that she needs to get. We're saying no, man. What does she really need to get here? But she, but she needs to get. It's that, it's that same concept. She needs to get all the time because. People will think people that this will is think, happening, correct. that is happening. That's why we make it true. But in reality, she doesn't need to get because she never really was married. Exactly, exactly. Ella Seifa Amre Kuche Talsu. But no, we don't worry about it because people will say that it was uh, the the Aresir that was done was done by mistake, which is actually what happened in that case. So Lamar asks, Reishanami Amre Nisui Talsu. But then we'll say that that maybe if she actually did Nisuin with the uh, with the second husband, that was made by mistake as well. So why do we need a get in that case, right? We said clear off that if if she actually got married, you know, she has to get a get from both of them. Our answer is kansuara banan that they gave her a knas, that they gave her a penalty because if you remember it, because she got married based upon the um, based upon a single witness, therefore she has to endure the penalty of having to go through a get in this case. Um, so Gemara asks, "Say for Namli Kinsua." If in the in this in, the, in this case, maybe in this case also, we should penalize her because um, she should have to have a get because she did this Arison because without based upon a single witness, right? So in the, in the initial case, she's getting penalized because she got fully married by a single witness. So here, because all she did was Arison with a single witness, maybe she should follow the same have the same penalty applied to her. Gemara <coughs> answers. Reisha the Avda Isura. In the first case where she did Nisuin, um, she really did something that was forbidden. Kansua. Seifalo Avda Isura. In the second case where she did, she didn't really do anything. All she did was this Arison. She never really had, you know, physical relationship with the husband. She never really consummated their marriage. And therefore, she didn't really do anything significantly different. Therefore, Kansua Rabban. And therefore, in this other case, the Rabban didn't penalize her. So. Back in the Mishnah, it says that Ein Laksuva, it says in this case, not only is she divorced, but she doesn't get her Ksuva. Matayma Tekinale Rabbanan Ksuva. So, so why Ksuva? Why? What's the purpose of um, a Ksuva in the first place? What was the whole reason that when a man marries a woman, he has to give her a Ksuva? Because Ksuva says that if he divorces her, he has to give her this sub- substantial payment. Kadei Shalotei Kalabe Ein 
So there, because it shouldn't, he shouldn't just willy-nilly say, you know what, I don't like you today, I'm going to divorce you. He should know that if he's going to divorce her, he's going to have to pay out the significant penalty. And therefore, that's why they established the whole concept of suba to start with. Um, um, ha, in this case, however, to in this case, the reason that she doesn't get her suba is we want the husband to actually divorce her. We don't want her to remain with the husband. And therefore, we make it easy. We say, you know what? She doesn't, she doesn't get the ksuba because the whole purpose of the ksuba was not to make it easy for her to divorce her. But in this case, we actually wanted this divorce to happen. So therefore, we remove the whole ksuba from the, from the, um, from the equation. So back in the mission, it said not only does she not get her ksuba, but in Leperos, the Lomazonos, she doesn't get any of these things that she would get from her husband, which includes getting sustenance or getting clothing or all these other things. Um, the Gemara says, what's the reason for this? Tonight, ksuva, ksuva dami, that the, all these things are basically stipulations of the ksuba and they're treated like the ksuba itself. Um, so back in the Mishnah, it said, if she got the ksuba payment from either husband A or husband B, she has to return it. So Gemara asks Pshita, so why, why is that, what's, what's, uh, what's the magic thing about this, right? If she's not eligible for it, why would she be allowed to keep it? Why does she have to give it back? Gemara answers, that um, if it said that, you might have thought, that once she has it, you don't go crazy to take it away from her. Because there are certain instances where you might say that, all right, she already has it, and therefore we let her keep it. Kamash Milan, this teaches us that we force her to return the ksuba, in this case, if she actually had it. So back in the Mishnah, it said, Havlad Mamzer, that if there was a child from, um, from one or the other, it's a Mamzer. So the question is, why the question is okay that maybe it makes sense by the um second husband that the, that it's uh that it's a mom's there but if she returned to the first husband why is that considered a mom's there so before we answer this question we're going to go into this somewhat lengthy um tangent where we're going to talk about something slightly different and hopefully we'll find our way back to this question so tonight has to be learned in a mission this is in trumos when you have when you have to take truma, um, you, what you can't do is you can't take produce that's that's tame and use it to um, to remove or to or to take produce that hasn't been that truma has been separated from it that's tahar. So you can't take truma produce and say this is to take truma from produce that is tar. Because technically, you, we learned this many daf ago. You are allowed to give truma that is tame to a kohen. But the Kohen is supposed to use it and burn it and use it for purposes of its oil. But it's basically, the Kohen gets less benefit out of it. So you're kind of penalizing the Kohen by doing this. However, but if you did this by mistake, um, let me take a step back. If you did it, if you did it by mistake, truma so truma, it still counts. That even though you're not supposed to do this because you're shortchanging the Kohen, because instead of giving him live produce, you're giving him produce that he can only use for oil. But However, if you did it on purpose, you didn't accomplish anything with it. So the question is, what does that mean you didn't accomplish anything? It means he did nothing at all. Meaning that even the 
the part of the tame produce that he called truma, it's not considered truma anymore. It goes back to be tevel totally. So what he did is he had truma produce. He also and he also had he had produce from which truma wasn't separated, and he also had um, produce from which truma wasn't separated that was tame. And he took that tame stuff and he said, "I'm going to make this truma to give to the kohen." Even that produce itself is not considered truma anymore, meaning he has to start all over in all cases. So that's what Rav Chista says. Rav Nachman, Rabbi Oshiyamar, lo asav lo kum, He didn't do anything to free up the produce that he wanted to make eligible. So that is still that still requires truma to be separated from it. Aval truma havai, but the truma that he separated from the tame stuff that is considered truma. So in other words, he has to still give truma again to, to, to qualify or to, to, to remove that other produce from being ineligible. So we're going to go through these two opinions. So Rav Chista doesn't say Rav Nassim let's review. Rav Chista said that the truma, nothing happened. So the truma is, you know, nothing happened. So the truma, what he gave is not truma. Everything goes back to being tevel. And Rav Nassim said, the truma that he gave is still truma, but he has to bring truma a second time. So why didn't Rav Chista say like Rav Nassim Ravoshi? If you're going to say that what he made is actually truma, zimnin de pasha mafresh. There may be times that what is he going to do? He's going to say, you know what? I gave truma. I'm not going to give truma another time. Um, this should count as, because this counts as truma. I shouldn't have to give truma a second time. So my shna So how is Rav Chista, according to Rav Chista, how is this case different from a different case that we learn? Hatorim kishos. If you bring truma from cucumbers or vinimsa maris and, the, and it's found to be bitter, avatiach or from melon vinimsa saruach and it's found to be spoiled. So in other words, you bring truma, but the truma is spoiled. Truma v'yachzar v'yitrum. It is still truma. What he gave is still truma. But he has to give truma again and a, a second time. So in that case, you have to you require, you require the guy to be truma a second time. So if you're going to say that in our case the reason you don't do it is because the guy's not going to be willing to bring truma a second time. How is that different than this case where he brings truma and you make him bring it a second time? More answers. Shogeg amazing karmis. Um, that you're that you're dealing with um, a case of shogeg compared to a case of uh, mazid, right? So, so if you're talking about shogeg lo avidasura, when it was shogeg, you didn't know that he was he was doing it invalid. Mazid ka avidasura. In the case of mazid, he knew he was doing the wrong thing. So when you're talking about mazid, he should have to bring truma again. So. Um, so why is it different in this case? Varamiya shogeg shogeg. But maybe what we're talking about is the difference between shogeg and shogeg, right? When he brought the produce, if he did it by mistake, or he brought this, he he brought this this tame stuff by mistake, or he brought this food that was spoiled by mistake. Hakasani shogeg truma truma. In the case of shogeg, when he brought the stuff that was tame, we said it counts as it counted as truma. Hasam kasani. But when we talk about the spoiled stuff. Um, he has to bring in a second time. So in both cases, if this is shogeg, why should, in the case of spoiled food, he has to bring it again? But in the case of tame, he doesn't have to bring it again. 
The answer is hasam when we're talking about the spoiled food. Shogay karav lamezid. It's actually it's more like negligence. It's not like he did it deliberately. It's more by negligence because why? He should have tasted his his um, his cucumbers and his melons beforehand before giving it to make sure they weren't spoiled. When it comes to chum, the tame and tahar, it's it's more complicated. So so basically, what we're talking about here is that it's not a case of shogeg versus shogeg and mezid versus mezid. We have really three cases. We have shogeg, and then we have negligence, and then we have mezid. We're doing it deliberately, and therefore, it's not the same thing. So let's stop here for today. Well, tomorrow we'll continue with the continuation of of um, the other views. Have a wonderful day.